Appreciate everybody for tuning in on this Monday at 8 o'clock once again for the Dosed Up Show. Dishing out that medication, I go by Sharpshooter, a.k.a. Dose. I got my man Lab on the ones and twos. That's right, that's right. Oh, yeah, and I just wanted to make a little clarification. <laughs> Y'all do know that Lab is also part of this show. That's right, you know that's saying? right. The, the whole point is for us to communicate, you know what I'm saying, and get some wisdom and, and bounce ideas off of each other and resolutions for okay. the show. Okay. All right, my brother. How was your uh, How was your weekend and your week? I know you work uh, a you work a nine five. You a pretty yeah, a really yeah, good job. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. how was your week and your weekend? You get into any, you, uh, you ain't getting no trouble, did you? No, no, no. I'm actually trying to stay out of trouble, okay. man. I, I got to remain free, actually. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> and, uh, so I can uh, dish out this medication for everybody. But That's right. At work, you know, work has been grinding and grueling now. You know what I'm saying? But it's a good grind. You right. know. It's, it's how you earn your keep, and then with that with that keep, I'm investing in myself, and, and you see me now. Right, right. Um, so that got me through the week, mm-hmm. and on the weekend, you know, I like to unwind sometimes if I'm not going out somewhere to eat. I'm in that studio. Okay. Uh, I got a call, and it's funny because the last, last episode we were talking about doing music on the spot and uh-huh. paying for studio time and this and that. Right, right. Well, this time I got a call and I was summoned to get on the beat. Okay. So I just walked through, you know, you know do, did what I did. Right, I right. didn't have the beat to sleep with, you know what I'm saying? So while one rapper was handling his business, I was in my phone, you know, bar for bar for bar for bar. Uh-huh. Then once he got through with his, it was my turn. It was your turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was a success. So, so. Did it make you nervous? Or do you have to even really be, when we talked about this last time, mm-hmm. do you have to really even be prepared? Like, like say you driving down the street, uh-huh. and I call you up, I say, hey, hey, uh, Doe, uh, Shelter, I mm-hmm. got this, uh, mm-hmm. I got this beat, I want you to come drop first, 16 on the phone real quick. And you like, well, give me, give me to tomorrow. You're like, no, I need you right now. I need you to turn around, come on. Do you uh, need to prepare yourself? Or you, or you, nope, I'm you like, shoot me the address. Times, you good? Shoot me the address. Okay. And, okay. and I'm on it. You know what I'm okay. saying? Okay. Um, it just, first of all, it's what I do. I like to do this. I mean, if I wasn't necessarily writing no lyrics, I'd still be reading. You know what right. I'm saying? I'd right. still be researching. I'd be doing something intellectually. Okay. So um, I'm always prepared. I've been doing this since shit, way back, since high school. Okay. Really, you know what I'm saying? So, it's called On The Spot, and, um, 
you will miss an opportunity from time to time if uh-huh. you're not able to be on the spot. Like that particular opportunity, you know, if I'm nervous or if I feel like I'm not on point, if I feel like I ain't done nothing in a while, or if I feel intimidated by the beat or uh-huh. by anyone in there, you know what I'm saying? That can that can mess up your flow. Okay. But nah. You was good. You know, some, some good. people have to have a mental Mm-hmm. A mental focus, you know, some mm-hmm. people might need something to drink or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a, a, a Big Mac from, you know, Mickey D's or something wow. just to oh, get okay, themselves okay, in, okay. in the mood, you know what I'm saying, get themselves in the mood mm-hmm. to flow properly. Mm-hmm. But you could just drop it off and drop it in the beat and be good to go. Well, I stay hungry for success and this is one of the paths to success. Okay. So it's kind of like if you were to bump into Step Curry. And you ask him to shoot a jump shot or something, he ain't going to be like, oh, man, on this gym right. or, or, or over here at <laughs> this time, right. he should be able to knock them threes down like he normally do. Okay. So that's how I look at it when it goes, you know what I'm saying, with my craft. Okay, okay. I can respect that. I can respect that 100%. I was going to ask you that you drop any 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 flows this weekend, but you already went on ahead and, 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 and yeah. gave me that information yeah. before I even asked. Now, the interesting thing about this is, is though, when I'm doing something for someone else's project, I like to give them the craft along with what they're looking for. Meaning, like, I don't want to, everything that, like, if I'm always street on something. Right. Or if I'm I'm in a particular mode where my, my lyrics are, are passionate about uh, and aggressive about what, what I see that's negative going on. I don't want to put that on their song if that's not what they're talking about. Okay. So... The, the, the gift is to be able to sound like how I want to sound and get the point across with a topic or saying words that I probably wouldn't necessarily always go on my route. Okay. You know, I learned something today. I've been reading a book uh, by um, uh, Rick Rubin okay. called okay. The Creative okay. Mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in The Creative Mind, he says, most artists mm-hmm. want to get their point of view mm-hmm, mm-hmm. across on the on the, on the uh Whatever project they're working on. Uh-huh. Exactly. But yeah. he said there's a difference between a point of view uh-huh. and a point. Uh-huh. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. He says yeah. you, all artists have a point of view. They have a point of view of what they experience in life and what mm-hmm. they experience on their everyday. Mm-hmm. And their point of view is their outwardly vision of things that they see. Mm-hmm. Their point mm-hmm. is when you're just making a point mm-hmm. about a, a specific thing. Uh-huh. So they said... He said, "All artists should always want to get their point of view mm-hmm. across in the in the art, mm-hmm. but not necessarily their point." Well, the view is the creativity, kind of like it's like painting a picture, right? Right. So yeah, you always want to have a vantage point or a perspective mm-hmm. that's broader than than what you might really think. Like mm-hmm. growing up, um, it used to kind of tickle me a lot when the when when I was in literature class. And uh, the teacher would be like, hey, so what do you think? Interpret this poem. Mm-hmm. And as a person that do that, I'm like, man, I can't really tell you what that person was thinking because there they wrote that go. based off of their experience. There you know what you I'm go. saying? See? I, can, I can only tell you what I think he's talking about. Right. But if you ask him, he may not agree with my point. And right. And they may be grading you on that. Right. So, like, with me, sometimes I have hidden messages in my lyrics um, that would be the point of view. Right. The point would be if I just, I'm blunt with it. Right, right, you know, right. So he says, and what you just said was exactly right, because he says, mm-hmm. even though 
you make let's say you make an album or a song uh-huh. or or beat, and mm-hmm. then I come along and I listen to that beat, mm-hmm. and I try to copy that beat, mm-hmm. it's not going to be the same copy. Because mm-hmm. my experiences are different than yours. It's not going to be exactly the same mm-hmm. as you would make it mm-hmm. because your point of view is different. Believe, you may uh, see uh, a horn in it uh-huh. going up and down. I may see a horn in it going down and up. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not necessarily going to be exact copy. It's funny that you mention that, man. Right now, believe it or not, my template and blueprint as to how I'm approaching things or music-wise from, from here on out Actually, I've been pulling a lot of uh, that Motown Temptations uh-huh. and uh, the uh, uh, Barry Gordy and all of like looking at how as a unit they wrote for each other, they paired each other. Right. Like you saw Marvin Gaye with multiple artists. That most definitely Smokey Robinson, multiple exactly. artists. Like and damn near like um, all of the artists that were in one group bounced off another group. You know, you, somebody was in James Brown band and mm-hmm. they went from James Brown band like Bootsy, you know, Bootsy mm-hmm. all of that, but. What I got from it is, first of all, a lot of them were doing these things since they were four years old or younger. Right, Some of them right. were born with it. Uh, they could play instruments. They could read it. And um, it's a craft. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was the writing that went into it. Right. It's the writing that made those hits. Mm-hmm. So I'm into writing. You know what I'm saying? Right. But the experiences of what you have in, in real life, when you can make them relatable on rhythm and a melody... That's when you got something that's timeless and classic. Right. Okay. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I just thought that I found that kind of interesting mm-hmm. that you brought up that, you know, how you try to get, when someone asks you to come on the beach, you try to get your point of view out, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. not your point. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Especially when it's not what they're talking about or not mm-hmm. what their music is about. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I appreciated that. And I just wanted to drop that on you that I, I understand exactly what you mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh-huh. going into that, you know it's Black History Month, right? Of course. Of and you course, always course, give we. us good black history facts. Yep, yep, So, what yep. we got going? What's, what's a good black history fact, something so, that we didn't know? So, this one, actually, I think people have heard of this, but this is a black history fact that's still going on and that's current. But today, I decided to speak on Mr. Lonnie Johnson, mm-hmm. who was born in Mobile, Alabama on October 6, 1949. And he graduated from Tuskegee University. Okay. Now, Mr. Johnson was, or yeah, was an aerospace engineer and worked with the Air Force, but he did a 12-year stint working for NASA in the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Okay. Now, he took these jet propulsion skills and actually invented the super soaker. Really? Exactly. He invented that in 1989, and of course, you know, the rest is history. Made a lot of money off of that. Right. I would say I, that's considered to be a fun gun. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, those shots was just because he did a great thing. Maybe I should have clapped. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should give him some water or something, or a little water drops or something. I don't know. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's good information. Hey, that's interesting. I knew that, but uh-huh. I didn't know where he was born and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, See? yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't necessarily know he was into the aerospace. Right. So, and with NASA. But then when you look at the gun, you think about it. Mm-hmm. It does look space-like, right? Think you that, might have seen yes. some aliens or yeah. something. You never know what goes on around that place. They don't tell us everything. No, it... They don't tell us everything. He could have seen some, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, hmm, I'm a, I'm right. a duplicate. I'm a reverse engineer this. And right. Just put some water with it. Right, right. See? Mm-hmm. See? What was that gun originally shooting or projecting? <laughs> right. 
Lasers. Uh-huh. 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 You never know. You never know. Conspiracy theory on top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm glad you brought up that that thing because, you know, we have a conversation and we always have a good conversation about certain things. And you bring up the aspect of a super soak and how that was a fun gun. Mm-hmm. Now, my friend Slick, she does not allow her grandkids to play with guns That's because a, she uh-huh. says it gives them the mentality that guns are fun, like mm-hmm. you just said. Mm-hmm. And number two, it makes the, it desensitizes them to the the uh, effects that guns can have on you, mentally and physically. Oh, yeah. And that's exactly where we're going with it for the topic of the day. And we're going to stretch this out because we want to try to get to the bottom of some of this and some of these resolutions. Mm-hmm. But the topic would be teenagers with guns or youth with guns mm-hmm. and the violence that's being created behind it. Okay. And so uh, with that, you know, I'm not necessarily all big on statistics, but I, I, I did a little bit of research because statistics can be biased, right. uh, lopsided, focused, exactly, right. you know what I'm saying? And they're also meant kind of like to scare, put fear, right. you know, so they always inflate and blow it up. But um, one of the things that I did see out that uh, kind of stood out a little bit to me was that they were saying that uh, the black children or black youth are 17 times more likely to be gunned down by homicide and, and gun violence mm-hmm. than than white youth. Uh, they also said that actually firearms is like w- becoming one of the leading causes of death mm-hmm. for the youth. Um, five out of every hundred thousand, so they say, white youth may be you know succumb to violent gun violence mm-hmm. when they say one in every ten thousand right. blacks. Well, let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. I know we, we talk about statistics here. Yeah. But over the course of years, of centuries, you know, the easiest way to get something passed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the easiest way to get something passed mm-hmm. is to scare what black folks is doing. You get what I'm saying? Of course. Of course. Of course. I mean, you, know? you think about marijuana, how that got illegal. You know, black men was making black men crazy for white women. So mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. that has something to do with passing the law that, you know, that's not necessarily popular... You start saying black folks are doing it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's going to start getting passed very quickly. I, I'm not necessarily sure uh-huh. that those statistics are correct. Like you said, they can mm-hmm. be skewed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What I'm thinking is that a lot more of the violence in our neighborhood is reported yeah. than a lot more of the violence in the white folks' neighborhoods are reported. Exactly. I, and now this is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. And this is allegedly. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of times the gun violence in, in, in white neighborhoods are, are brother and sister and cousin against each other. Uh, mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, and I don't mm-hmm, know if mm-hmm. they count, and I'm not trying to be insensitive here, because I don't know if they count school shootings as that part. I don't know if they count that. I don't know if they count, you know, white supremacists walking into... A white guy walking into a, a black church and shooting all that folks, do they count that as a white shooting or does mm-hmm. that count as a black shooting? Well, uh, it's a shooting the way I look at right, it. Right, right. And um, it's getting to the point where it's too many of them. Right. Regardless of race and culture, um, uh, the teenager or a youth, an adolescent, necess- doesn't, they really don't need firearms. Right, they man. don't. I mean, that's a big responsibility even for adults to have. And so, which I pose this question before we start getting deeper into this particular topic. And it's like, would anyone, no matter what their their, their, their culture or their race is, would you want a 14 or 15, 13, 12, 11, a 10-year-old with a semi-automatic pistol mad at you, angry, upset, 
you know, um, even just aggressive with it, taking it out, playing around with it. I doubt if anyone would want that, you know, mm-hmm. or would want to be in that situation or would be comfortable around that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like, why am I seeing all of these armed mm-hmm. adolescents? Right. Uh, how are they getting the guns? We know how some of them are getting them, but, I mean, as a parent, I definitely wouldn't give my 14, 15, 12, 13, 10-year-old a gun. A gun. Right. Which, which, when I say 10-year-olds, I've seen this myself because I was behind one in line at the Chevron on MLK. Oh. And and my man had a little blicky with an extendo. Mm. But he ain't even a teenager. So, ain't even a teenager, man. With, with, with two and three little brothers around. Now, my thing is, what happens if somebody make him mad? Mm. I mean, well, what happens if it goes off accidentally? Accidentally, exactly. He drop it. it, and if he fire it, clearly he's not gonna know about the kickback Back. and everything like that, you know. And I mean, how did he even get it? And why is he carrying it at ten? Right. Like at ten, you, I mean, you 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 banging or do you, like your life? You know, like what are you doing that's that serious and aggressive that you have that energy coming at you? And at 10, you really shouldn't be walking by yourself on MLK <laughs> at certain times. And, and when it's dark, right? you know what I'm saying, where your mom at, where your, where your daddy at, right. where your big uncle at, you right. know, where cuz at, where auntie at. I mean, like, where's your guardian at? Right, right. I get that. Let me, now, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. He may have had an older brother that influenced him to do such things. You didn't see the older brother because he had two little brothers with him, but, mm-hmm. you know... Mm-hmm. Older siblings can influence younger siblings to do certain things. If you see a little brother, his older brother, and I'm not saying this is what's happened. Mm-hmm. If you see his older brother with one, mm-hmm. and he like, hey, I need to get, I need, or he might have went in the room and got his older brothers so himself. I did do my due diligence on this, and I, I peeped. You know, I watched, I watched him leave, and I saw it was all on his own accord. He didn't get in no car with nobody. What mm-hmm. he did was walk to the walk to the corner, uh-huh. hit the crosswalk, walk across the street, and walk wherever he was going uh-huh. with his little siblings. Okay. So it ain't no adult involved in that. He is the he adult at this adult. particular moment. Okay. Now, okay, so if he is the adult, like like we talking about, what you think he gonna do if he come up against? Somebody like, hey man, you know, let me get that candy or mm-hmm. something like that. Something that any other adult could probably talk his way out of. Maybe you know, do you mean you want to borrow? You know, give it the candy, mm-hmm. whatever. But this particular instance, you know, it's I really won't want to be around this. You know, to see how that will go down. How that plays out. Yeah, because of the thought process and the in the in the, the, the psych behind uh, yeah. the adolescence. Right. Slick says that they won't carry they won't carry a gun without extendos. Uh, nowadays, um, so they get them. They get them easy in these streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he cares it because young bro won't get in much trouble like big brother would. So she's saying the older brother gave mm-hmm. to him to carry. Like okay, so influ- you know what I'm saying? What like, kind of he won't get in trouble? Now, all right. So right off the rip, you say he won't get in trouble when I saw the gun. So you know, if I was 12, he already hemmed up. Okay, another person in there saw the gun, and the cashier saw the gun. Mm-hmm. So the cashier could have locked the door and called the cops on him unbeknowingly, like not even knowing. Mm-hmm. So uh, what kind of trouble is we talking about? You know what we're I'm saying? We're talking about just having, we're just talk, I think we're just talking about just having the gun itself. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how that protects the brother. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking more that the older brother influence is, is influencing him mm-hmm. more so because he's 10. 
What if there's no older brother in the picture? Because we don't even know. Somebody, I, now, let me tell you something. Uh-huh. An 8, 9-year-old is very influenced. Uh-huh. It may not be anybody in the house, but it's somebody in his in his circle, circle okay. that's influenced. Somebody okay. on his block. Okay. Somebody okay. is influencing him. It's the hood. Right, to be the way that he is. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's not uh-huh. necessarily something. He didn't wake up and say, you know what? I'm finna get an extendo today. That, that generally does not happen that way. So... And it's getting to be that way now. Influences are influence. I mean, even if he saw mm-hmm. it, in, even if he heard it in the music, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I mean, whatever it is, mm-hmm. something's influencing him to feel like he needs to carry this. At ten, see, that's where I said it's psychological, right? Because at ten, I mean, see, you're talking to we. We're adults. Why didn't anybody say anything in the store when they saw him with like? Well, Anyone. shit, I mean, damn, I mean, now you're now you walking on eggshells, <laughs> you know. Uh, you don't know how short his fuse Okay, is. we did say something to him, you yeah, know what man. I'm saying? But what I'm supposed to do, hey, young man, give me that gun, you so, know. So y'all did say something to him. Yeah, we said something to him. We like, brother, I know that ain't real now. Damn, uh-huh. boy, you got an extender on you like, damn, is it like that? Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, he, now you now, right. you see what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, you out there now, you right. know, and you want to talk too much because he got outed, but I'm just like, hey, uh, Yeah, bro. you know, he could have a short fuse, too. Hey man, you never know what nobody going through mm-hmm. at ten. So you know, but have problems too, hey now. man, they be smoking. I'm talking about you pull up, they'll sell you what you want too. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a, a whole sub genre of life out here mm-hmm. that you know I think needs to be tapped into as far as somebody got to help these people, man. So what do you think is the what do you think is the main why why do you think there's so much prolification of gun violence with, with within the youth all youth okay well first of all like i said before i mean what's i understand influ- what's influencing this let me let me put it that way you would kind of have to look at it like is it something intentional mm-hmm. that is implanting like like subliminal messages mm-hmm. and seeds to trigger this particular activity because it keeps going they mm-hmm. they advanced the 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 Grand Theft Auto games. Mm-hmm. You know, now you can get the Oculus and pow 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 shoot. You know what I'm saying? Really? Come on, man. I didn't know that. I mean, well, I don't necessarily know about the Grand Theft Auto Oculus, but I'm right. just saying in Grand right. Theft Auto, all they doing is straight up robbing, jacking, shooting, and caught, you know, uh, yeah, the I whole nine. That. I heard that before. Um, okay, if you don't do that, you call the duty all the time. Pow pow pow, shooting, shooting, shooting. Uh-huh. You know, and um, it just begins to get to the point where you used to got having something in your 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 aim and your scope. So um, you think it's a, the games kind of desensitize them to that? To those things, well, these make, games make produce them better at it. These games produce adrenaline, right? All right, and you know, I don't know what people understand or if they know what adrenaline mm-hmm. does to your body, mm-hmm. but adrenaline is a drug. Mm-hmm. Literally, I mean, I scan it in at the hospital every day. Right. It comes in vials, you guys. You can shoot it in your veins, and, well, and, and that's what and, they use and, when you sometimes you overdose, right? Exactly, man. Bring you right back to life, right? So things that are increasing your adrenaline is going to increase some aggression. Mm-hmm. Okay, sometimes when you're angry, do you think the, the do you think a lot? Like, do you take the time out? Okay, exactly. You act more right. likely. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um. Well, once again, you take these games, you take this music, you take what you're looking at, and if you see somebody angry. On your screen and you shoot them, but they got a thousand lives. Mm-hmm. You're a little bit desensitized to what that is. Or you shoot them three times and he's still standing. You know how in Grand Theft Auto still working. Right, and right, still, you right. know his his power come back up. Okay, in real life, bam! Oh, I just shot me a nigga. Mm-hmm. No, they ain't necessarily say I just murdered me somebody. Right. They say I just shot somebody. Right? right. Okay. Now you have to understand 
what happens after that? Do they survive? Do they live or not? And the funny thing about it is they have laws for all of this. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Attempted murder, second-degree right. murder, first-degree murder, premeditated murder. It's laws based on your aggression and what you've done to a particular person, which right, is, right. once again, going to be psychological. Because if you got to premeditate, you done thought about this stuff. Oh. I'm just saying. Oh. You know, and, and, and that's what they're trying to get in. something different. But also, but check this out now. Once these youth and these teenagers start doing these particular crimes, now they get tried as an adult. And That's they get true. the punishment and the penalty of an adult, and they get thrown in there with adults. But they're still teenagers. You're still right. an adolescent. Right. So now you're going to get taken through the ringer. You see what I'm saying? Right. And manhandled because you're a child. And then you're still a teenager. Your brain isn't fully mentally, physically... Exactly. So you didn't have time to grow into your thought process of maybe even being remorseful before you would even do something similar to that. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you know they, what they say, young, dung, full of cum. <laughs> Most people are like, hey, man, when I was young, I used to fly off the handle. Mm-hmm. But now I'm older. I'm more, mm-hmm. I'm wiser. I mean, right. you know, you, you sidestep certain things. It's not always the gun is for protection now more as, a, as for aggression and extorting or, right. or getting your point across. Right, a lot of uh, the youth. That's what they're big on. The last word. I gotta win. I gotta beat you. The competition. Oh, he can't one up me. Oh, he can't do this to me. He can't disrespect me. He can't say this. That's he a can't big say thing that. Right, that that disrespect. But disrespect. They take it, they take mm-hmm. it such to such an extreme. As exactly. To, you know, it may not even have been disrespect, but it's like they're looking for it. They're they're zooming in on it. They're mm-hmm. aiming for it. Like mm-hmm. he trying to play me. Like it's mm-hmm. a. You know how you have mm-hmm. a. Scope, yep, and uh, or sonar, and they just look that they mm-hmm. sonar is looking for disrespect in any way possible because they're postured that way. It, a lot of times the teams are postured so aggressively well. mm-hmm. that disrespect may not have even been thrown their way, uh-huh. but they seem to catch it. I mean, well, to be honest with you, we all have trigger words and trigger phrases. He ain't shit, she ain't shit, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but we, uh, we you respond a- differently as adults. Thank you. But see, uh, all right, but now you have to understand now, with that being noticed and that being said, we know this, right? Mm-hmm. But we're not necessarily in gun reform. You see what I'm saying? We don't have the power, you know, to, to, to pull guns off the street or, or to sanction how guns are distributed. Mm-hmm. But we know this, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's so easy for these kids to get these guns and there's so many guns on the street, then, you know, why should be one of the questions we're asking mm-hmm. also i'm looking down the line like i mean if it's that easy and they, we have it in abundance what happens if they want to recall all of it or track back to everybody that got them and take it from us because we're abusing it and we got our kids out here you know what i'm saying armed to the teeth and now we getting penalized yeah i don't think that they'll take it back but mm-hmm. um i'm sorry i'm chewing I don't think they'll take it back mm-hmm. because the gun lobby is too big. Mm-hmm. But we should be wanting to feel out a way that we can curb that that violence within our neighborhood. We got to mm-hmm. figure out a way that that can be done. Okay. Um, that is the main thing, the environment then. Okay, so usually in your environment, you're consuming something. You got people that you're around. Mm-hmm. If the people in our environment are always strapped and negative, uh, that's a main problem. Uh, you don't, like they say, uh, guns don't kill people. People pretty much with the guns kill people. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I believe that, you know what I'm saying? But I also believe that when you armed and everyone else is, depending on people's temperatures and how they handle resolution skills and what they consider disrespect, because I don't know what the next man considered di disrespect, you know, mm -hmm. but I do know he armed, then that leaves us in a gray area to a, to a, to a degree. Um, okay. Well, let me, let me throw this out there at you. Mm -hmm. I'm from... The west side of Chicago. Okay. Ghetto as they come. Mm -hmm. Influenced by, been influenced by drugs, alcohol, violence, gang violence. Gang mm -hmm. violence in Chicago is very prevalent. Yes. To this day. It's been like that way since. It's a lifestyle, really, a right, culture. Right. So, I could have been, I could have been influenced by that very easy and say I was a product of my environment. Mm -hmm. But what we had, we had things like YMCA. We had mm -hmm. things like after school programs. We mm -hmm. had things like extracurricular activity that was attached to the school mm -hmm. that necessarily kept us out of those things. After school band, uh -huh. all that all those things which they don't have nowadays. Uh -huh. I mean, I just last year we did a uh Miss Miss Rayo did a fundraiser with Washington mm -hmm. Highs band because mm -hmm. they were just getting the band back. Okay. You know, so how long has it been gone? Because you know, to be honest with you, Washington Highs band was a big band. Mm -hmm. I used to hear about that in Chicago okay. years back. So when you take certain things out of the school program, you have these kids come to school, then you kick them out of the streets afterwards, and you know they're going into dangerous environments. Mm -hmm. How can our community... Let me... When you walk down the street in my neighborhood, mm -hmm. if Miss Johnson see you doing something wrong, Miss Johnson going to tell your ass about it, maybe whoop you, send you home, and your mama going to whoop you. Those things don't happen today. Uh -huh. No one... That doesn't happen. You don't have... The Miss Johnsons and Big Mamas on the porch watching the neighborhood, kind of watching the kids within the neighborhood. So it's got to be some way. We we can't wait on the government to fix nah, this. Nah, I, I, I'm never a waiter. Right. But <laughs> first thing, I think I think a lot of us are getting confused and misconstrued is thinking like the facility is the savior, meaning like, ooh, if we go to church or if we get them in an after-school program or we do this. Though it's great to have that, but you got to lead them to that first of all. And yeah. when they leave these places or on the way to these places, yeah. what are they still experiencing? Um, also, it's more of the vessel or the, the kid, the person, what, what we're doing to influence them than necessarily the facility because we have skating rings, which are supposed to be places where you link okay. up and have fun. Okay. But in the meantime, someone getting shot outside of the skating ring. We have malls where I, w I used to like to go get some numbers, might, might eat, <laughs> right, eat, right, eat lunch right. with a nice young thing, you know, and, and probably cop a pair of Jordans and come on home. Right. That's fun to me, not going there shooting somebody or getting into it or almost getting robbed. You see what I'm saying? Okay, house parties, man, you know, a party, you know what I'm saying? It's supposed to be fun in right. a relaxing event. Right. But if you strapped, I'm like, and you're not security or the bouncer, then where's the party in that? Right. So the thing is, is it's like elements are fusing each other. Like we have the, you have the skating ring, which is a positive facility, mm -hmm. but then you have the negativity coming to that. You have basketball games, but then you have the negativity in the parking lot. You have the shooting. You see what I'm saying? I get what you're so, saying. Now. So the thing is, is to, to have it so that maybe once the game is over with, there's a celebration as opposed to some smoke and some beef, you okay. know. Um, because the, 
the point of you even going to that gathering, I, I usually see people, hey, man, I want to go see so-and-so. You know, your, 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 your friend that's in school with you, your classmate, you want to see him hit maybe 10, 15 shots, you know, mm-hmm. or 15 points. I don't see anyone saying, man, I want to get ready to go to the amazing drug game and shoot the lights out this bitch. And mm-hmm. I mean in the parking lot. I don't mean on the court. Right. So if, if, if you have reservations for the latter, like shooting the lights out, you don't even need to be there anyway. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I don't, I don't, you know, I can't see how these kids in well, their heart. How you change the mindset of the vessel? How you change the vessels and what they intake and put out? How you take their in? How you change their intake uh-huh. and their output? How how you because by letting them see see positive. an alternative? Okay, like give me if, a couple examples of the alternatives. Okay, the alternative is at that skating ring, you have an event mm-hmm. that's sponsored. You have more adults coming to stay with the kids. Mm-hmm. You have maybe a security officer in the parking lot. You know what I'm saying? Just to deter things. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, and you you provide, like I say, if it's an event, man, you, you have certain days at the skating ring, man. Like, we got to get involved with it. I remember, um, like, daddy-daughter day, I went to the skating ring with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And... Shit was least likely to pop off because you have the daddies there. You have, like, you know, I'd be damned if I'm trying to shoot when, when, when I have my daughter here. We're we trying to have a good time. As a matter of fact, it was admirable to see who else showed up. Right, okay. Um, You know, uh, have it where the, the youth can be involved. Let's say if you just decided you wanted to have a cookout, man, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you get the youth involved in cooking. So they so busy cooking, man, they ain't got time maybe to shoot each other or something. <laughs> okay. Or maybe they fix the place to sell it and turn turn into some entrepreneurs. They ain't got their time to make, they're trying to make money. They don't have time to shoot and fight each other. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, get into fashion. You know what I'm saying? Actually, some of these things were, were taught in school. Remember you had home at Woodtech. Yeah, you, Art, teach that stuff you know, no okay, so, well, you know, we can have that taught at centers. Mm-hmm. We can volunteer. That's the thing, man. You got to sacrifice a give and take, man. Our, our As an shot. adult. Mm-hmm. Our old shop. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And then I think of, I look at it like this, like, this right here is voluntarily what I'm doing. I'm speaking to you, or speaking to, to, to my people on my own time and dime. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's a sacrifice. I could be at home somewhere or somewhere trying to do whatever it is that I feel like I would like to do, but this is important to me too. Mm-hmm. We need more adults stepping up like, you know what, man, instead of going to trick off at the strip club, maybe I need to go take my ass to a library or something. And, and school some, you bring some kids with me there and show them that reading books can be cool, you right. know. Get these people that you say that's in the streets that done moved all this weight, that claim that they get back to the hood, let's hold them accountable. Because you damn sure want to be held accountable for your crime as far as what you saying on these beats, but you right. don't want to do, you want to do no time for it, but you want to be the thug. So, okay, man, hold yourself accountable for doing something good. Man. You know, balance this shit out. I think there's enough money out there in the music industry, as much as they talk about it, mm-hmm. that they can come together and do something to to steer the youth down another path. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I, I and I get all the stuff that you said, I, I agree with. I agree one hundred percent with all the stuff that you said. But mm-hmm. the problem is, I believe a lot of this stuff got to be done at home too. You got to start at home. You got to start getting them at home too. You got to get these parents, like you said, these parents. Yeah. When you said the parents, definitely need to be more involved. 
Uh, I like to also, I do want to take time out with this shout out to Young Drodo because mm. he has that, you know, start the violence and put down the gun type movement okay. going on. And that's a, a head honcho in the A, you know what I'm saying? So, and he's doing a lot of things, you know what I'm saying, behind the scenes and in front of the scenes with this. But like I say, man, we need more people um, and we need more parents. Another thing that you don't see is often you don't see the mothers of these victims with platforms to speak a lot. Um, and it could be sometimes because they're mourning and I respect that. But once they do heal, a lot of them have the ambition and the desire to change things uh -huh. and start movements. And um, the camera isn't drawn to them a lot. Another thing that you don't see either is follow ups with these teenagers that have done this, these crimes. Mm -hmm. um, I have a, I work with a pastor who speaks to uh, he ministers in the correctional facilities. OK. And he can see some of the remorse, some of the guilt, some of the pain and some of the hurt that these youth are going through after they've committed these particular types of crimes. Okay. But we don't see it. Okay. The friends don't see it. The free the free tetes don't see it. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So they still think it's all gravy and cool. Right. A lot of times if you see the damage that's been done from these youth and if they can speak out and if we extending uh, extend, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. resources for them to be able to, to talk to us about why they did what they did and how they figured that it's wrong now, that can also probably influence and deter mm -hmm. some of the ones that are so ready to crash out. Mm. So you like a like a scare, a scare straight. Remember they used to do scare straight, but yeah. this is to be real scare straight where you gonna actually see somebody you actually know uh -huh. in here. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're going to yeah. talk to this person that yeah. you know exactly. in here. Yeah. And he's going to tell yeah. you how it actually is well, in here. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing, man. Scared straight ain't nothing but exploitation. Right. Uh, when you're hearing it from the horse's mouth and you see that pain. Right. And when it ain't no it ain't no commercial. No, no. There's no cutting. No cutting yeah, away exactly. and, and exactly. going to the craft services table getting a sandwich. Exactly. It's exactly. straight It's straight up what it is. Yeah. You know, and... um. Shit, we don't know when the lights go out. That man might have to sleep with one eye open because someone might want to shank him. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And those are the stories that you never hear. Right. You always just hear, oh, yeah, so-and-so did five standing on his head, standing mm -hmm. on all ten. Like, that's an accomplishment right. anyway. You know what I'm saying? And that's, a, that's another thing I don't like. Um, the youth think that they have to have stripes out here or something like this or a badge of merit to do harm to somebody. Right. And so start up in the ante, the crimes become more aggressive and more violent. Mm -hmm. um, you kicking in doors, you breaking in people's houses, so you think it's going to start out as like a little, you know what I'm saying, a kick door. Right, but right. You're, you're armed, so now if that if the owner armed, what's up, what you going to do? Right. If the owner is there, now that may turn into something different. Once right. again, the youth with a gun Right, either gonna panic, or 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 play the part of to a the tough guy exactly. to the end. Exactly, there have been times where a youth had the gun, had to drop, right, and got killed because they they froze up, right. Because in you know in reality, it's not it's not that Grand Theft Auto game, right. Then you have some that uh, itching and kicking the door and pow, pow when right. they didn't even have to, and then you walking out with like twenty dollars, right. You know, so it's just uh. It's getting kind of tiresome, you know. Um, you, over the summer times, you start seeing a spike and increase mm -hmm. in Chicago, Definitely Memphis. In Chicago, because you know it's mm -hmm. it's hot in Chicago, and it's just anger. And the summer times in Chicago, a lot of people don't realize this in Chicago. Mm -hmm. A lot of those houses don't have air conditioning. Yeah, they and, don't have central heating in there, so but, uh -huh. it's hot in there. Uh -huh. It's hot outside. Mm -hmm. it, it's just angry, but 
I think the gangs lead to a lot of the violence up there in Chicago. Just straightforward. I'm just going to be 100% honest with you. Yeah. Being from there and being raised in it. That's mostly what it's about. But what's sad, though, is how does the length of the time that the sun is out, which is daytime, because when daytime, it looks daytime longer, you get more murders. Right, right. And how does the temperature cause you to take a life? The temperature, the temperature, because... Like, really? Like, seriously? You think about this. You think mm-hmm. about this. It's just hot. You're okay. angry because it's hot. You're angry because you can't get cold. Man. You can't get a cooler thing. And you feel like somebody disrespects you. So you add three different things to the mix. And I know you're saying no, but it does happen. It's, I, yeah, it, it's it, just it, like someone stepping on some Jordans and getting mm-hmm. killed. Like, why are you killing this man about some Jordans? Like, you get what I'm saying? It, it sounds silly. Okay. But it happens. So... All right, here's this. Like, it doesn't take a rocket scientist for parents and, and, and us to know when school let out, summertime, the numbers can go up too, right? Right. Every year. Who want to try to stop it, man? Like, right. you know, like, like, come on, man. I can't I can't let the temperature be like, hey, bro, it's 95 degrees outside. Somebody going to get shot. Like, <laughs> don't get around me, my nigga, man. Hey, if you do, you better have some Gatorade right. or something because if I get too hot, I'm not going to take no shirt off. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to sit my ass yeah. down nowhere. I'm just going to pop you. you so, the way you heat. say the way you saying it sounds real, real uh, elementary, that, but it's, it's that's not. exactly it's not. I'm not let me get let so, me get to you. It's not, but mm-hmm. it's a lot more that adds to that situation that ends up to the end of the situation where we just talked about. And it's about. a tactic. See, I think like there are tactics to this. It ain't just right. none. Of, this ain't coincidence. This ain't. It's a. It's a. If it's a trend and it's a fad, a trend. Trends happen for reasons. Uh-huh. Seriously, trends. Okay. Trends have consistency to them. Trends can be documented. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, trends can be triggered. Mm-hmm. Trends are meant to be followed. If right. all of this is continuously happening, and we see with generation after generation, it spikes, then one, that shows me, if it's my generation, if it's generation after generation and they look like me, then that means we're a part of it. Mm-hmm. So we are some of the answer or some of the reason too. And it means we got to stop it. Because if it looked like us, and it's happening generation after generation after generation looking like us, we once like you brought that government up, ain't, they not finna stop it because mm-hmm. that's part of some how we got here. Right. So, I, And I agree with you. Us do need to do it, but what mm-hmm. is us going to do to solve it? What are the solutions for us All to right. work on to okay. get to those answers that you're just talking about? Because I, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Monitoring content. us. To do what we need to do to make sure that these children understand, you get what I'm saying? Understand yeah. what they're what they're gonna what's gonna happen or what they're gonna go through so, with this with these guns and this situation. Here's this the violence. thing: to understand part of what to do, you are already seeing it happen when it get out of hand. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want the law to do it? Because the law gonna say curfews, which mm-hmm. obviously parents should have curfews anyway. You see right, what I'm saying? Right. Like what we don't need is the law doing what we should be doing anyway. Okay. All right, policing our children because all right, it's gonna be some discipline. You got how do you discipline them? Right. right all right, right. Um do you know where they are? Do you know their whereabouts? Um shit, I used to hang with my daughter a little bit, you know what I'm saying? We going here, we going here to do this. I, like I spent time. I had to invest the time in her to know that she could make the decisions to not want to crash out. Okay. Okay. That's the main thing that you have to do. If you as a parent ain't going to reach your kid, then all the things that they consume is what's going to reach them. 
Okay. So if you can't have a talk with your son or your daughter about a gun, then the tabloids going to have the talk for you. That music going to have the talk for you. You're going to be seeing people like John Morant do it for you. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? All of that, that bullshit do it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, now here we go. Once again, just to show you the severity of this. Even if you do have that talk with your child, like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and they have a gun. Because we've seen what you can do. You can take a 15-year-old to a gun range and show them how to lock, load, aim, shoot, and all that stuff. And then they can go mass shoot up a school. So what that tells me is at 15 and at an adolescent, you really don't need the guns. The youth don't need them. Simple as that. Okay. Um, also, when these the youth are growing up, let's say, playing these particular arcade games that have violence in them. And the funny thing is I could tell you that they're being programmed because it'll have – MA, mature audience, this and that, and this and that, parental advisor. They even have that on the game. So, duh, I mean, it's right there in front of you. If they got it, that is why. It's for mature people, but the kids aren't mature. But anyway, we're going to skip past that. And they got the game, the bang, bang, shoot them up games, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, now, have we asked them how they feel about playing these games? Mm -hmm. Do we know their perspective or what they're thinking when they're playing these games? Or do we just let them play the games with no idea how it affects them? Well, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Why do we even bother buying the games when they ask us for them? Why can't we just say no at the stop it at the speaking? Exactly. Say, hey, when they say, hey, I want to get the Grand Theft Auto. And you'd be mm-hmm. like, well, what's Grand Theft Auto about? Mm-hmm. And then you, and they tell you, like, hell no, you can't have that game. Well, that makes sense, too. You get what I'm saying? But like, you know, why buy uh, it? If, mm-hmm. we, if we're going to have an issue with it, let's not purchase it at all. Because it's not, and I and I agree. Let's not purchase it at all mm-hmm. because that's only going to do more things to desensitize the child mm-hmm. to to the violence. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to my child about a game that's violent or shoot them up or robbing people or okay. whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to you about that. I don't want to know how you think about it because I'm mm-hmm. not buying it for you. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Not, I'm going. Uh-huh. I'm going to. I'm going to. You know, cut this off at the at the pass. I'm not mm-hmm. buying it for you. So we're not going to have. A, we're going to have a conversation about violence and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's not because we're going to have a game. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to be playing a game. It's going because that's just what we need to have a conversation about in general. But okay. I'm not buying you a game for uh-huh. violence. And I'm not having a discussion with you uh-huh. about the game. So I can purchase. So I can purchase this uh-huh. game for uh-huh. you mm-hmm. that I don't agree with. So. I'm not going to buy it either, but he going to go right down there to Jay House and Jay logged in and they own it. So now, now he playing it and I don't even know. Right. So now I don't even know how to approach him about the situation. But me, um, okay, with that being said, I, um, I always had my ear to the street. I had my ear to what the youth were doing because that if, when you have a child, why would you not want to know? Like, you don't need to be saying cap, and I don't know what cap is. Like, what are you talking about? What is cap? You know what I'm saying? He don't want no smoke, and I, I don't know what smoke is. You see what I'm saying? So, with that being said, if I had a son, I would be talking to him about that anyway. Like, hey, man, you need to get off that Grand Theft Auto all day because life ain't like that. You see what I'm saying? Oh, I will bring it up to him like that. Oh, man, why you like playing these games? As a matter of fact, I used to ask anyway. I never played. I don't care about no Call of Duty, bro. Right. I just be like, man, why y'all on this all damn day, man? You know, right. it's, it's some women out here. Or it's this and that. I'm trying to get money. You call now, that's of what Duty. with your friends. When y'all used to play, oh, this is what. That's what they would be doing. I don't uh, get into it, man. It took too much energy and time to be figuring all this out. Then you got to load up. Then you're bumping into a wall. Now you want to shoot him down. I mean, it just wasn't enticing to me. It's not okay. fun to me. Uh, they, mm-hmm. you know, Slick said that white white 
people teaching their children just that when you talk about about the guns and exactly and they're, they're teaching their kids about it. they're actually they're actually mm-hmm. teaching their children how to shoot guns mm-hmm. and how to be responsible with guns mm-hmm. and how to low clean and all that stuff mm-hmm. on a daily basis mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they but get when it comes to our up, children we, we we i don't want to give my child mm-hmm. a game about grand theft auto and all that stuff and mm-hmm. not and not be able to teach them about the, the responsibility of owning and having a gun. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because you think about this scenario, what if somebody does kick the door down, you're sick, you're hurt, you didn't have surgery or something, who, uh-huh. and, you, and the only person there is your teenager that's going to protect both of y'all. If they don't know what to do and when to do it, then may, both of y'all going to be taken out. So I, uh-huh. and there's, a, there's a place and time for a lot of these things, mm-hmm. but what's happening is we're not seeing the finding the place or the time uh-huh. to have these conversations. Uh-huh. You get what I'm saying? So, we're, uh-huh. we're more concerned with so many other trivial things mm-hmm. that does not advance us or our children yeah, forward yeah. within our community. We're concerned about twerking and BBLs, and we need to be concerned about teaching our children how to read and write uh-huh. and all these other things and mm-hmm. gun and safety and all that other stuff. Uh-huh. We're just not. It's a lot of things that helps us with what you what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things within the household within within us as a community that mm-hmm. helps us with what we're talking about today and, and a lot of those things are just not being done anymore so i'm looking at it like now because i would say to be honest with you if you have a child and they they they're taught to like you say clean and unload and load that gun that can be considered it's a it's a double-edged sword to me it could be they could be considered advanced and pre- prepared mm-hmm. they can also be considered dangerous how do you discipline somebody if you feel like you don't know whether or not they may go to the cabinet and load up on you because you offended them to a degree. Now, that wouldn't come from my child, per se. But if you've what? given them the skills to do it, they know how to. Well, well I'm just saying, but we just we just said, mm-hmm. we just said, in general, they mm-hmm. already going to know how to do it. The games are teaching them. So, mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying, but at mm-hmm. the same time, it's kind of a contradictory in words because they already know what they're doing so they're already go- if they're mm-hmm. gonna do it they're gonna do it right mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying if, they, if they're coming after you like you said and load up on you mm-hmm. they're gonna do that anyway because like we just said the games are teaching the music is teaching they you just saw you said you saw a 10 year old with extendo in the, in, in, in the store mm-hmm. so what's the you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's more about teaching you the consequences and responsibility of what this this item right here does uh-huh. it carries a lot of weight uh-huh. are you prepared to lift that weight when it's time are you prepared to do what is you know what i'm saying okay sometimes those conversations have to be had without teaching them about the gun because they just need to be had anyway and i can answer that question man now as a teenager they ain't prepared that's I, I like that. asking them are they prepared to take on a mortgage and drive <laughs> their car across state lines and all that other stuff actually it's worse because that gun you can't take that bullet back once you fire that trigger. You can kind of make some mistakes with, in, in adulthood, you know right. what I'm saying, saying, that aren't necessarily life-threatening. But you give that, that, that teenager that gun, and you're giving them Pandora's box. Like, I've seen it too many times. I've been one. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And 
Were you giving it when you had Hell yours? Hell no, nah, I wasn't giving it, man. I bought that thing okay. dirty. Well, and then, I, and I paid the consequences. You, you already fixed You knew what it was. I did, I, I, oh, first of all, what made me want to have it was entertainment. Like, I, I get like what you said. Everybody be strapped. I'm strapped, that type of thing. And um, I felt like I needed it because simply because other people around me might have it. Or I felt like I wanted to be protected at all times. Mm-hmm. I used to, uh, ra- you know, rather have it and not need it than the, the, than the need it and not, not have, have it. it. You know, you always want to make these excuses and shit like that. But really, I, I, I mean... Right, it, I get it, what you're saying. It, it, could, it, wasn't, it wasn't right. It got me locked up was what it did. Right. And then the judge said something to me that made a lot of sense to me. He was like, I mean, I understand why you have it. And I'm not even going to go hard on you because of the excuse that you gave me was pretty much immaculate. Like, I kind of wooed the judge, you know what I'm saying? So he hit me with the most minimum thing he could possibly motherfucking do and threw some shit out. Mm-hmm. But what he did give me was some knowledge. It was like, you know what I'm saying? You young with this gun because you're a minor, so we ain't going to press adult-type charges on you. But he was like, but you do understand it's a big responsibility with that. And just in having that sometimes you invite trouble with you or you might invite the cause of having to use it because you have it. There and you I have thought it. about it like, okay, now think of these teenagers that get real rah-rah with you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If they got a gun, they're going to push it to the limit because mm-hmm. they know they got something that can protect them. But do you think they're going to do that with no gun? Mm-hmm. Not unless they're going to go get 10 more of their little, little folks. You see what I'm saying? So having that gun can make you provoke as well. Right, that's why I remember we was talking earlier. We was talking about them looking for trouble. Yep, you get what I'm saying because they yep. feel like, hey, I got some, I form. got some form. Yeah, I got uh, you now. The gun. So they said parents and kids are closer in age and hanging out with each other nowadays. So uh-huh. you know that that kind of you know what I'm saying that kind of throws in there. And they said, mm-hmm. um, oh, when I was talking about the, the white kids and teaching their, the mm-hmm. white uh, parents teaching their kids about guns, mm-hmm. you know, we see it up at, at at the range up the street all the time. That's true, we do. Mm-hmm. We see them at the range all the time with their children. Um, so that's just not something we we as an as an allegedly it's an, it's yeah. actually a fact. We've seen yeah. it with mm-hmm. our own two eyes. So mm-hmm. um, that that's a problem. You know, trying to be friends with your kids is a big. I get why some people want to do it, but you got to separate the two. You've got to separate it because they got to know that you as the parent, you cool, but you fuck their ass up too. Like, So I'm explaining to you why I kind of change and I, 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 I still am pro-friend simply because we in different days and times now. Um, you have more ways actually to keep up with your child, but more ways to lose them mm-hmm. because of exposure. Um, it's too many things hitting them now, twenty four seven. It'd be different if she didn't have access to certain things that could totally derail what I just taught her at the blink of an eye at two in the morning. You see right. what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, um, I pride myself in her telling me things that she would tell a friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just a lot, a lot. Some of the stuff I won't even share because it's. Is personal to her, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that because I know where her head is at, and I know if something happens, there ain't no secret that I can't get her out of something, or I will know why certain things happen to her because I know her like a book. Okay. Now, it's a lot of times when the mothers be like, oh, not so-and-so, not my so-and-so, he wouldn't do this, she wouldn't do that, and they are here acting like a stone-cold nut because they ain't telling you who they are. Mm-hmm. See, I know my daughter through and through because... It's a, a bridge or it's an outlet like, hey, man, whatever's ailing you, I don't care how embarrassing you may think it may sound, talk to me. One, because I'm older, so I got wisdom. 
um, a lot of the times you're not going to get the, the wisdom from your peers that you would get from why not your father. You see what I'm saying? Right, so right, right. who's going to be the adult in her life to give her the game that I got from the, 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 the experience of how long I've been alive? Who would you want to give that to her? Okay. So that's why I extend like the friendship to her. Yeah, I know I'm her dad, so she know that. So she ain't going to come out her mouth in some kind of crazy ass way by calling me my first name and all this. And we supposed to be free. I can do this and that. No, like she know her boundaries. You know what okay. I'm saying? Long she, well, that's what I'm saying. Like some boundaries are not known. Some boundaries are yeah. non-existent when you have yeah. that situation. You get what I'm saying? That, that's right. the thing that we're talking about. We're, I, I'm talking about when I say mm-hmm. friends, I mean, of course, you want your child to talk mm-hmm. to you and tell you things that, uh-huh. you know, that necessarily they, they would tell their friends uh-huh. or that they wouldn't tell their friends. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that boundary line mm-hmm. has to be there. It can't be invisible. And mm-hmm. that boundary line has to be known that it can't be fucking crossed. So like, real deal. And if you have that uh-huh. established or if any parent, mm-hmm. we're not going to just talk about you because this uh-huh. ain't about yeah. you. Because I was going to ask this you, what's, about the, what's us. the boundary line? Like, what don't you want your daughter or your child? But that's to between you and your child. See, exactly. Like, um, so, like I knew uh-huh. when I grew up, I knew, mm-hmm. I knew friends mm-hmm. of mine that called their mama by their first name. Oh, I mean. You get what I'm saying? Like I knew I knew children like mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And yep. I, you know what I'm saying? But they did. So it's we uh-huh. t- we just said it because you said he, she would call you her first yeah. her first if, name. If she called me That's by my first line. name. I would call her by her first name. It would be just some first name college. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, that's my name. Spell it for me. You know right. what I'm saying? But, I, but I'm saying when you uh-huh. said boundaries. That's yeah. that's a that could yeah. be a boundary for some people. Well, okay. Um, I but mean, it may not be a boundary for you. You get what I'm like, saying? Like like it's just. It's fun, man. Like I say, my Some daughter's a might. blast of fun. I can't... Boundaries... Um, Some people I mean, may smoke weed with their kids. Some people may not be. Yeah. That might be a boundary. Yeah. I mean, that ain't no boundary for me. You get what Because I'm going to so, be like, if you're going to do it and you do it with me, at least I know you're doing it with somebody that's responsible. Now I can tell you all the effects or what you need to be doing or don't buy that shit from somebody. Get it from me or whatever. You see what I'm saying? But... Yeah, um, it comes a time when you love your child so much that you need to know some of the secrets that they have if it's, if it's so that you can, you know, prevent certain things or just mm-hmm. give them the wisdom on it. Like, like I mean, her personal life, that's hers. Mm-hmm. But, like, shit that she would tell most of her friends, most of the time she'll tell me. Now, clearly she ain't going to be like, hey, man, dude, I just had sex with so-and-so and so-and-so and I ain't feeling good about this. You know what I'm saying? Now, she might not say that to me. And even if she did, I'd be like, well, damn, did you use protection? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You sure you ain't pregnant? Because, man, we've had these same conversations with someone else. Mm-hmm. So, I, I I mean, I know she's having them. Mm-hmm. Who am I to, who am I to think she don't talk about these things? Mm-hmm. So if she slipped and said it to me, what am I supposed to do? My God, I'm your dad. How, how dare you say such things? Because mm-hmm. you're saying the shit anyway. Some would be like, oh, if that's how you think, well, let me school you. And then we just keep it moving. Yeah. So but, they said we don't mm-hmm. know our kids 100%. Uh-huh. You, you have to talk mm-hmm. to them mm-hmm. and exactly. yep. raise them good enough mm-hmm. to, that they will come to us and talk to us. Well, we do know what most of them won't do if it's an atrocity. <laughs> I would at like, least like to say that. And then if they do do something like that, then I can just honestly say that that was the part of her that wanted to do that and wasn't the part that I raised. <laughs> just call it like that. Because, I mean, oh, you know. you raised it all, no, 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 buddy. No, no, no. <laughs> because, you know, the monster in me, I know my mom and my right. dad, they, they, they ain't create that. You know, sometimes my brother be looking at me like, man, where the hell you get this from? Like, man, who are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you doing this? Or how did you know how to do this? I'm just like, man, sometimes you pick up different things in the environment, right. which is right back to, like, what these teens are doing. You know what I'm saying? If 
if we're having a lot of trauma, how do, how do we not expect them to have some trauma? Right, you know, right, right. if we psychologically throw it off and we can't handle, we flying off, how do we, you know, we expect them not to? I get what you're saying. We got, uh, do you, uh, are there really any solutions? Are there of any course, solutions man. Like are, the solutions are us. The solutions are how we act. The solutions are, I mean, it ain't no overnight thing. That's the whole point, man. Like you have to live this every well, well, day. Okay, give give me mm -hmm. five steps to a solution. What's well, step one? Step two? In your opinion, or what you think? Okay, that will help. And I'm talking about clear steps, like step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, and one step would be. That you know where your child is and they going where they say they gonna go. Mm -hmm. Now that's up to you to figure it out. I'm mm -hmm. saying like each per each person has that like y'all got your own methods of how to teach or, or discipline your child. I can't tell you how to discipline them. Right. I can just say some things that everybody should want to know about their child and it's across the board. Mm -hmm. So like I say, know where they are going then if they say they going there. Um, be a man or a woman of your word. Like, don't let your child down. If you say you're going to do some things, you own up to it. If you start owning up to everything that you do and you hold yourself accountable in front of your child and in front of everybody, then your child is at least going to have to understand that certain characteristics and behavior that they're doing or at least that you're doing, they're going to have to be held accountable of it. That's if you ain't right. Yep, that's, number, yeah. that's step two. If you ain't holding yourself accountable for nothing, yo, of course your child going to be wilding out. So that's, that's, that's the second one. Um, the third one is have options, options of stress relief or options to um, bonding options, meaning like go fly a kite with them. If they like the color, color with them. If they like to the paint, paint with them. Take them to a concert and stay there with them. Be cool enough to be around some of their peers maybe a time or two. You don't have to do it all the time, but God damn it, one time or two, y'all hanging out with the friends or at least you're going to meet the parents or at least you go into a destination and you stay in there long enough to see how they act when they're in public from time to time mm -hmm. with you. You know what I'm saying? Then dial it back some, man, and maybe watch them from afar from time to time just to see how they're engaging. You know what I'm saying? See if they give respect to their peers as well as another adult. Mm -hmm. All right. Um... If you feel that you can't control them or if you feel you're hearing from other sources or other people, man, that your child is wild and you know it, you can't always just take up for them, man. Try to get some counseling. All right. Um, if you know they lacking a father or they lacking a father figure, get them around that. Get their brothers, their cousins, their uncles, some man in their life. Uh, if you're a man and you, you have, you know, your daughter or your son and you don't have a woman around, try to get a woman around. I mean, mother love, motherly love is just as important. All right. Okay, so what we on? That's about the third or the fourth one? That's the fourth one. That's the fourth one. All right, man. And the fifth one, I would say, is shit, you just got to be on top of what they starting to consume. Consum con the consumption of what they have, meaning what they eating, is it triggering them to get act aggressive and angry? Sometimes they can get depressed by what they eat and, and be fat or something, or you, you don't know if what they're eating is making them chemically unbalanced, alright? Then what they listening to. If they're listening to something violent all the time, nine times out of ten, that's what it's going to be. I ain't never seen no one strap up and gangbang the T.D. Jakes, so we're not even going to go there with that one. Alright, what are they watching on TV? Like I said before, I doubt if you're going to be watching, you know what I'm saying, um, 
uh, author or, or Rugrats or or when you start looking at some other shit on TV, um, let's just say Fresh Prince of Bel Air or something like that. I doubt if you're gonna be having a a, a blick or a fully automatic. Do kids even look at TV now? Uh, sometimes they do, but it just be on an iPad or something like that. You see what I'm saying? No, nah, they look at apps. YouTube. I think a lot of them watch YouTube yeah. now. Well, TikTok and all that other stuff, yeah. that be negative too, man. So, True. I mean, you can't filter everything, but you can dump what you know inside of your child so that they can start. They got to be their own filter. Okay. So then you got to reinforce these things on a daily basis until they're old enough to know you know what i'm saying when you're not with them you with them because your wisdom is with them okay like that's what i was saying man i don't use that cop out where you can't be around your daughter 24 7 who the fuck say i can't man the phone because me do that not only that but the subliminal be doing right. that oh my dad said that my dad said it was gonna happen oh, yeah. oh oh yeah 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 we discussed this before that's what i'm talking about because you can best believe when somebody out there shooting somebody something has been triggered right right maybe they got it from a rhyme maybe right. they got it from their brother man my brother say hey man lay it down we ain't, we ain't taking no prisoners right today. don't leave no witnesses whatever their motivation be when they go at whatever they do okay so okay. um i gave the resolutions you know what i'm saying um it ain't gonna be nothing that's gonna happen overnight it's not going to be no one one conversation thing. I mean, it's got to be a lot. Sometimes you might have to factor in that they could be bullied. Mm, uh, see, you got to fact- thing. That's yeah, a that's yeah. a that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Going to school being bullied or going to school and being maybe the poor kid in school exactly. and not having the, mm-hmm. the clothes and all that mm-hmm. cuz kids can be mean. Mm-hmm. Kids can be mean and if you're you know, don't have the clothes or the mm-hmm. shoes or your shoes got holes in mm-hmm. some. And mm-hmm. the kid sees it. By the, time, by the time you get to lunch on that school day, everybody mm-hmm. going to know it. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. true. You are very right about that. That can trigger a lot of things. It could be some domestic violence going on in the household. Most definitely. Um, You know, and I know that definitely might make the child afraid of something, you know, and they feel like, hey, man, I'm going to do this to protect myself next time he go at mom. I got him. You know what I'm saying? But once again, like I was saying, at a 15-year-old mind frame and mindset, that's really another way that you can go about that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, man, um, just make sure. Keep your guns locked up, locked away. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't necessarily want to say have that thing emptied out at the house, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, Notify your kids of maybe um what they shouldn't be touching it you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. uh hide it you know hide it in a spot where they can't necessarily get to it uh if you are one of the types that you feel like they're old enough to understand why you have one then that's when you have to just go ahead and man maybe join a a gun club or something Mm -hmm. or take them with you to the uh to the shooting range and then before they even let them touch that pistol they're gonna have to understand how to load it anyway you see what i'm saying they're gonna have to have to understand how to handle it because that's the first thing that they want to know that's a requirement of how to hold the gun and how to load the gun when you are in it uh you know saying when you are at the gun range so uh education on it then um also everybody's always well i just spent all this time talking about guns when we can talk about life too Mm -hmm. the life that you may be taking that's important i mean you never know who you are shooting and why would you want to kill them anyway like that's somebody's brother that's somebody's father you know what i'm saying that's somebody's son that's somebody's nephew that's somebody's cousin so i mean you know all life is precious and you have the main 
thing that can take it mm-hmm. when you decide to to put that in the hands of a teenager and we also got to start being careful and this conversation need to be had anyway because laws are changing so you might um your child might take your gun shoot somebody and you got to do time behind it that's true so you you might really want to one brush up on what's happening with gun laws and reform and two make sure your child knows what's going on with it too and that it's getting to be more dangerous now um and consequences are getting more dire you know um they're hitting you one time with it and giving you years behind it mm-hmm. i would say you know in new york gun law is a little bit different than georgia and um man you almost get fired to the door better just for having it almost uh for each each bullet you got they don't play you've seen wow. a lot of celebrities get locked up in new york with it but yet they still have gang and gun violence mm-hmm. there so um i think um some resolutions that we have no control of uh because we definitely don't don't depend on the government here would be um the crime and punishment behind it those that maybe um are super aggressive with with looking like well see you can't say that a child has no future because 15 years old and you make a mistake you you definitely not going to be thinking the same way at 30 right but definitely. um i say uh follow up you know create programs for these particular offenders yeah, maybe something it. in the military like Ship them to the military sometime, maybe just instead of just jail and throwing them in there with folks that can kill them. Um, mm-hmm. um, have counseling with them. They need to see psychiatrists. Right. You know, uh, it's a very important things. Uh, that conversation with psychiatrists. Exactly. The, the um, support when they come out, mm-hmm. and and, mm-hmm. and psychiatry the support that they need when they come out. Uh huh. If they get jailed as youth, those things are very important because if you come out and go to the same environment you went in from. Mm-hmm. What's to keep you from going back in again? Well, be, uh, to be honest with you, without the follow-up, it's like um, they just learn how to be become criminals. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. When I've they're heard in that there. before. Yeah, yeah. Like you hone your skills. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Some of it's for survival. Right. And then also you got to think about it. A teenager that commits a murder, man, that's going to follow them. Mm-hmm. You know, those are serious felonies, serious charges. So now it's like from 15... Or whatever age you decide to do this on out, you know, you have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it was heartbreaking hearing about the, those the, the, you, those brothers that, that got into it over the Christmas presents okay. and ended up killing their mom uh-huh. on accident. You know, I mean, so once again, like I say, I mean, you know, that's kind of what's going to happen when you have an adolescent mind. That's why I, I'm more like on the psychologically we have to try to get at them, right. you know, um, through what you say to them, through what they're looking at. Uh, me, per se, I'm going to start doing certain methods like, uh, you know, wearing certain clothing that mm. promote it, uh, do, a, do a little bit of songs, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, that, that take your mind out of just always having to clap somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, set up some events, man. You know, right, mentor, right. tutor, you know, give your time. A lot of people like, man, that ain't my kid. Um, I will say sometimes they make it hard for you, though. Um, cause, because I discuss with certain parents about mm. this because I kind of do want to want to get want to get more into that lane, but you don't want to offend certain mothers or fathers when you when you start implementing some of what you know on them if they're not going for it. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, they don't. They yeah. They don't. They may be like they're not well, feeling that. Tell my child this and that. So right. Like that's another thing. Like you have to get at the parents. The parents have to be want to be on board. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to 
be willing to acknowledge that there is an existing problem. Mm -hmm. A lot of times if you're going to be in denial and not understand what your child is out here doing, then these things are going to happen. And I mean, like, it's not always with what I would say you would consider a child from a bad environment. Like, it's that um, basketball phenomenon. I think his name is Mikey, who ended up getting into an, uh, a, a, like a little shootout. You know what I'm saying? He got a Nike contract mm -hmm. name and likeness and all of this and was getting ready to go i think to memphis uh -huh. you know um for the basketball team that's okay. big like dude okay. was that dude, recently yeah this is, this is definitely recently okay you know what i'm saying and um it's 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 a tragedy oh same dude another guy for alabama mm -hmm. you know so it's starting to trickle into to our athletes as well athletes and student athletes mm -hmm. you see what i'm saying and they're still teens they haven't even made it to their profession yet and they've already gotten strikes where they can fall far in the draft mm -hmm. but um it also is a double-edged sword because you can look at it when a kid seems to be marketable and valuable to a system they can get away with doing some damage and still end up you know what i'm saying becoming right. something like it's 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 good to see that a person has some success to fall on but it's bad to see that they can manipulate it because he's an influencer as well mm -hmm. so now we're here stuck with this you don't want to be so crucial on a teenager but you don't want to give them a slap on the wrist because these are murders you know what i'm saying yeah, and, right. and, and, and they're they shooting so but it's at least good to look at it from all angles the most definitely most definitely um i think some of the steps you gave are good steps definitely being more involved in your child's life all around mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is definitely a plus i mean what you know what could it hurt and i get it i get it mm -hmm. Some parents have to work. You know, mm -hmm, we, we forget mm -hmm. we can't we can't leave that out. Some parents have to work, mm -hmm. but you have to leave such an indelible influence on them mm -hmm. that they will know better. Think about when we were younger. We mm -hmm. were like, I ain't doing that. My mom gonna be mad as hell. My grandma yep. gonna be pissed off. You know, she had to be mm -hmm. around. So mm -hmm. you got to leave that that impression on them some kind of way. Mm -hmm. And being in their life, talking to them, impresses them because mm -hmm. they don't want to make you feel bad. They don't want to. They don't want to mm -hmm. uh, embarrass you or make you angry or upset, not because mm -hmm. you're violent towards them, but just because they respect you so much and they love you so much as their parent, they don't want to hurt your feelings. You get what I'm saying? Well, so being uh -huh. in their life and being uh -huh. in their face and, you know what I'm saying, just being with them and talking mm -hmm. to them and having fun with not just bad talk to them all the time. you having fun with them. you playing with them. You, mm -hmm. They like, like you said, they like music. You, Hey, you like music? Let's get some. Let's get a couple of pieces of equipment, see what we can come up with. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like mm -hmm. that does help you. Can, you yeah. are exactly right. So um, I do want to touch on when you say work, like I never use work and time as an excuse because like if I got to work or if my time is taken, uh -huh. what I do is I change my perspective of how I do it. Uh -huh. I get more bang for my buck with the time that I have. Like you got to be dominant or, or like, like, ha like special, specific, you know what I'm saying? When you don't have the time that you want to invest, then you need to have the knowledge. You need to be able to be kind of like future futuristic with your thought process because you don't have as much time to spend with them so you have to make every moment crucial um like not necessarily having my daughter with me 24 7 made me think of different ways to be more dynamic in mm -hmm. her life think of different ways to stand out mm -hmm. think of certain things to say that you might not necessarily normally hear from a parent um focus on what she valued and liked and amplify that more okay. for her. Okay. Like I said, because I wasn't the, the 24 So you're being strategic with your time, the time yeah. that you have, and you're exactly. not necessarily, you're, yeah. you're, yeah. you're 
you're getting just as much time in mm-hmm. with less time. Well, is that what I'm I saying? Be, is that what, is uh-huh. that what you're saying? Like, yeah, yeah. You 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 have to work, but uh-huh. you still are giving just as much time mm-hmm. as you would mm-hmm. if you didn't have the, the hours you had, right? Yeah. I mean, but it's just yeah. a small, like I said, a in, smaller bang for the buck. In essence, I'm not bullshitting with the Santa Claus and the two fairies. <laughs> I'm giving you mm-hmm. knowledge that right. you can use. You, you right. see what I'm saying? Because I don't have time to. Flood your head with something that don't even make sense, don't exist. You're going to find out later along it was a waste. Mm-hmm. When I can put a seed in your head right now so that when you plant that thing, when you water it later on, it, it becomes a plant. And you'll be like, well, that's what dad was talking to me about right. when I was five, six, seven, and eight years old mm-hmm. rather than unicorns and pixie dust. <laughs> so I'm just saying, you know, that's why, you know, no arrest in you right. it, through the teenage years. Right. When, you know, I had one. Right. So, it's like I said, if you don't get on that psych, right, when they teenagers, when, when they're developing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, that's the best time to do it because, like we said, they've been soaking up from a sponge ever since they came out the womb. Mm-hmm. So... Now they're starting at the teenage years. That's why everything be so emotional. That's why it's like they got their own world. That's why they take everything to the extreme and willing to crash out because of the one that adrenaline and because they're formulating and, and processing everything that they've been learning. Right. And they're going to do it to a hundred degree power because one, they feel like they got the freedom to do it mm-hmm. because they it just, it just clicked. It's like, okay, what you think going to happen? You give a 21 year old, uh, a '67 Mustang or something, mm-hmm. and you and you and you put them, and they see nothing but road ahead of them. Oh, they gonna they gonna they gonna hey, they gonna put the pedal to the floor. Same thing with a 15 or 16 year old. They gonna hit that thing like it's Grand Theft, or they gonna hit it like it's Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Most definitely. It, okay, so but somebody older that done been there and done that might be like, watch it on the curve now. Yeah, right. uh, you know, I, I don't need to get the heart rate up, son. I done been, you know. Mm-hmm. So, drop it on them if you can. Okay. Save them. Save them some time and some stress in the future. All right. Well, I think we hit on some great points today. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to talk about great, more great stuff to come. Yep, I'm yep, telling you, yep, y'all. Yep, yep, I'm yep. telling you, this man's getting deep, 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 deep into your psyche. Y'all need to tune and in and listen. So, I, I got a little bit of time today. So, I want to shout out, you know what I'm saying, to Jeremy Smith. Mm-hmm. What up to Kevin Kelly, Steven Smith. Mm-hmm. What's up, sis? I see you and, and Desiree. They're they, they online right now. I appreciate your time and attention. That's right. You know, anyone else that I didn't name or mention that's tuning in, I really appreciate that. You know I'm going to be back next Monday for y'all. <laughs> eight at 8 o'clock. That's you know, right. We're doing great things. Ocho. Ocho. <laughs> All, right. Spanish, yeah. All, right. All right. Peace out, y'all. Later. Yeah. Grams of leaders of CCs.
them so they can't relate. I got to elevate your mind through these signs of the time. This is now that medication for that death on the line. And I ain't hard to find. You can catch me in those trenches. I do the groundwork and I ain't waiting on no sense. I be touching on them topics politicians fail to mention. And I don't vote for 